Welcome to She's a 10 times 5. You got it. That's the big 5-0. Listen along as we try to figure out our what's next as we venture into this new age of reinvention. Through relatable topics, real-life stories, and inspiring guests, join us on our journey of growth and laughter. Hey, I'm Lori, former Army Airborne Captain, but don't let that fool you. I'm the loose cannon. And I'm Lisa, a girl's girl who loves sugar, but watch out for that spice. Let's do this. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to She's a 10 times 5. And we are in a very toasty She's a 10 studio with my partner here, Lori. Hi, Lori. Hi, Studio 50 is more like 100 degrees. Yes, it's a little warm here yeah. in California. and uh, Boy, that heat wave. We, I have not experienced the humidity that we had this past no. week. It was no. insanity. I was in Florida visiting my daughter and was looking forward to getting home and getting out of the humidity. And whoo, it followed me home. I just got off the plane and walked right into a sauna. It was yeah. awful. It's not good for the hair. No, 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 That's no, my no. biggest complaint. It's not oh. good for the hair. And then we <laughs> cranked our AC. We never use our AC. We cranked our AC so much that n- now we've got flooding. Oh, happening. no. <laughs> so welcome. Yeah. yeah. Welcome. yeah. <laughs> fun times. Fun times in the uh, free bird world. Yeah. Anyway, so I am very excited about today because we have a guest that I've been following on Instagram. I discovered You're her. You're a stalker. I'm, okay, our kids call a stalker. I call it a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah, I mean, what can I are. say? Her name is Julia, and I have been following her on Instagram and so inspired and blown away by this woman's drive and zest for life and her commitment and and overcoming obstacles and and yes so she's an amazing story and i i cannot wait for our listeners to meet her so you want to get started i do and she is a 10 times six which is kind of cool because what we want to capitalize and i'm going to give her a proper introduction because she's got she's got a very good bio we want to capitalize on her experiences and maybe even get some advice for us 10 times fives. What yes. Do you, what do you think? Absolutely. It's not just 10 times six, it's 10 times six and 10 times 6.5, which yeah. is even more amazing. So yeah. anyway, okay. You, you'd never know it though. All no. right. So without further ado, we have in studio 50, Julia Lynn. And Julia had a case of childhood diabetes, which mm-hmm. caused kidney failure, heart disease, retinopathy. Did I say that right? Retinopathy. Retinopathy. Thank you. I'm blonde. You got to help me out. Got to help me all the time. Don't let that hair fool you. At age 34, she had a double organ transplant, which cured the diabetes and gave her a working kidney. 14 years later, at age 48, Julia required a triple cardiac bypass as the heart disease progressed. Mm. And two years later, her thyroid was removed. Julie decided she wanted to be in the best shape of her life by the 30th anniversary of the life-saving transplant. Okay, now it gets really good. She started a fitness program as an out-of-shape 62-year-old, and within two years, she was competing on stage in two NPC Bikini Masters bodybuilding competitions. It's amazing. You guys have to check her out on Instagram. That takes a lot of guts right there. I mean, lots. Yes. Julia is a seasoned... I think you need some water. (laughs) I don't know what's going on with me today. I'm I'm tongue twisted. Julia is a seasoned educator and workshop facilitator of 40 plus years 
teaching at universities and seminars all over the world. She holds certification from the International Sports Science Association as a certified personal trainer. She trains in the gym five days a week. And if you saw her rockin' body, you would think at least seven, right? Oh, it's amazing. Plus overtime, maybe two a days. She's amazing, yeah. But more importantly, she has transformed not just her body, but she has transformed inwardly. The real change takes place on the inside. She wants all women to know if she can do it, they can do it too. And her goal is to help you understand how to get in the best shape of your life. Welcome, Julia. Hi, Julia. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was a lovely introduction. Well, that was a mouthful. Yeah. Well, you have quite quite a lot to share. And I, so like I said, I've been following you and been inspired by you, especially because I do feel, as we've explained, she's a 10 times five is we're, we're all venturing into this next stage of finding ourselves and not having to take care of our kids so much anymore and focusing on ourselves. And I have been feeling this need to find my old self again, and especially physically. Um, I know we've talked about it. One of our biggest fears is, you know, not feeling physically able to, or getting physically old. Yeah. I got tennis elbow and it's crazy. So your story and following along on your journey has been so inspirational and exactly what I think I think I needed on the inside. So having you on the show is, is, is really exciting. So Tell us, Julia, who you are. I want to know about Dolphine, Dolphinine, and tell us all about yourself. Well, first of all, what you just said is, mm-hmm. is the reason why I do what I do is that women, I say 50 plus, maybe even 45 plus, but definitely 50 plus. We are, and 60 plus, and some 70 plus, we're the badasses on the planet. We Woo-hoo! have so much to give. We have so much to give. And very often at this stage, we say, I don't feel well enough. I can't do it. You know, and my, my goal is, is to absolutely help women change that mindset and then change their bodies. So Dolphinine started, I started that Instagram account in 2019 and it was a, it was a private account. It was a way for me to park my progress pictures to show my coach. And then I would look at them and look at them too every week or no, pretty much every month to see what my physique changes were. And we had some goals that we were going for. And I had a couple of friends I shared it with and they started seeing these changes. They knew my story, my medical history. And they said, you got to make this public. And I'm just like, nah, I don't think so. I'm not going to be you know, showing my bare glutes and <laughs> I'm just not going to do that, you know? Right. And it, I decided that you know, it was so inspiring to women that I allowed to follow that I took some of the more, I would say what I considered risque pictures for my coach out. And I made it, that's okay. I had like a couple hundred followers and I now have over 62,000 followers, all organic, all from, you know, 97% are women. Most of them are in the age group of 35 to 65. Wow. And the name Dolphinine comes from a dream I had over 20 years ago, where it was very lucid. I woke up in the dream and I was in this 
hot over on stilts over a body of water. And I've traveled all over the world. It was very much like these little houses I saw in Ganvier, Benin, which is in West Africa. But anyway, it was nighttime and I jumped out of this cottage into the water and my body turned into the body of a dolphin. And I started slicing through the water and it was so loose <laughs> and real. I mean, I felt like this is what it feels like to be a dolphin. There was joy. There was freedom. There was just this incredible energy, like every little movement of every fin or muscle. It was like I turned into a torpedo. And then these dark shapes started to follow me and, and I jumped out of the water back into this. Hut. But I never forgot that dream. I woke up and I felt like, wow, that kind of a body. What if what if we humans had that kind of a body? Right. So I've always been very in touch with that physical part of myself only because of all my, you know, being a childhood diabetic and having all these problems my kidneys failing, started to go blind, had nerve damage, had heart disease. And I recognize my physical body as a chariot. I call it my chariot for the soul. I think everybody's body is it's what we ride around in on planet Earth, yes. you know, and it should be a comfortable ride. And we should enjoy being <laughs> inside this vehicle for our lifetime. So as I was sort of processing this transformation I was having, there was the outer transformation of losing fat, gaining muscle, but this inner transformation was so profound. I needed a place to process it. And I, so I started writing, started saying what I was going through, how it was feeling, how I was changing. And when I made my Instagram public, I thought, that's it. I'm just going to be completely transparent and vulnerable. People don't have to follow me. If they're nasty, I can block them. Yeah. And I just, I'm still processing it. And because it's so powerful, I want to allow other women to know how I did it so they can do it too. Like one of the principles I really speak strongly about is you should never have a goal of losing weight. We know that doesn't work. We know we get a meal plan of 1200 calories. We restrict ourselves. We deprive ourselves. We do hours of cardio. We lose the weight and then it comes right back. Also for an event, oh, I have a wedding. I have a high school reunion. I need to, I want to lose 30 pounds after that event. Then what? Then what right. happened? Yep. You know? Yep. So my, my real direction to women, my clients, because I am a coach now is go for optimal health because mm -hmm. losing weight is a side effect. You're going to lose fat, gain muscle. Your body's going to know how to handle food. And it's not about getting healthy. It's about staying healthy. Right. It's yeah. unhealthy. Yeah. Don't you think it is such a powerful thing that your physiological well-being, it affects so much of your emotional and mental well-being? You know, and Lisa and I, you know, we're, we're pickleballers. And sometimes even if I'm in a funk, if I get up at 830 and meet all the girls and, and, and play, you know, a couple hours of pickleball, work up a sweat, it changes your whole lens on the rest of the day it and does. who you are. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like that's just sweating and doing something you love physically can have such an impact on your emotional well-being. Really does. It really does. And I think that our physical body also, the, the mind, body, spirit connection 
I feel like our bodies, until we become aware of that, we start doing things like playing pickleball or, you know, doing some kind of exercise that we enjoy. Our And our body is this way anyway, even if we do exercise. It's a 3D journal of how we feel about ourselves and also how we treat our body. It's like, it's a 3D map of where we are. And that's not to say if, if a woman's more curvy, that's bad. Maybe she's more comfortable in a curvy body. Maybe right. she's more comfortable with 20 extra pounds on. Not everybody wants to be shredded. Not everybody wants to do competition, which is why I say it should never be about losing weight. It should be about being healthy. Because if you don't have the energy to go play pickleball because you love it, that's a problem. Or if you're a grandmother and you can't get on the floor with your grandkids at age 60, that's a problem. So it's really about your quality of life and what, what you need to do to elevate that. And sometimes it's really not that much. Yeah, I agree. I want to, I want to talk a little bit about your body beauty, love life program. And really one of the things you talk about in there is mindset. And the other day you had a post and it spoke to me. It was so profound because it really felt like that was me. It, you say, if you don't mind, if I read a little bit of it, because I would no, love for our listeners do. to go there. It said, yeah. she she's in there. She wants out. It's not some future you. It's your authentic self driving the chariot. She knows what to do. She knows what choices to make, what habits to break. Be patient, stay focused, committed to a day in, day out fitness mindset. And I truly believe mindset is something, and you touched on it earlier, you know, I grew up in a very diet oriented household. My mom would always was on a diet and I, I raised three daughters. And the one thing I always tried to never use was the word diet. Mm-hmm. I knew in my head, I was my mom and I was, you know, dieting here and dieting there. I was always very, for the most part, thin my whole life. But as ages caught up, I found that I was always kind of falling into these diet traps and it was a mindset. I never shared it with my daughters because I didn't want them to have that from me, but it was going on in my head. So seeing you and seeing people like you, and I know we've talked about it, this craving to just be healthy. I think that is so, it's what it gravitates me to this message and, and getting that mindset of focusing on health. So tell me a little bit more about about what a person can do in getting into the mindset, changing their old habits of dieting. Yes, that's absolutely key. And for me, I use my life as an example of the path I've walked because I know women 10 to 15 years younger, 10 to 15 years older than me, we're all kind of in the same societal, cultural I don't know, milieu of how women are supposed to look, act, be. Mm-hmm. And what it did, it started early with all of us. We, you know, we didn't have the internet, or at least I didn't. And magazines, fashion magazines were extremely intimidating. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of anorexia and bulimia around me. And I just really felt that I never measured up. So I had a mom that wasn't taught self-esteem. She didn't know how to teach her daughters. And in a lot of ways, she was a fabulous mom and we had a great childhood, but this subtext of you're a female, you're not worth it. And just her own projecting her own inadequacies on her daughters. And so I grew up hating how I looked. 
<laughs> you know, mm. youth is wasted on the young. Every young person is beautiful. Actually, every person is beautiful. But, yes. you know, you just look in the mirror and you're like, oh, I hate my thighs. I hate this. I hate that. And then as I got into my 20s, I was also in my teens when I was diagnosed as a diabetic. I was 11. Mm. And one of the symptoms was I wasted away. I weighed 60 pounds and I was 11 years old. That's that's what an eight-year-old, seven-year-old weighs. And I remember being in the hospital and every pound I put on was a cause for celebration. It was saying, okay, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Well, then I started my period at 14 and the carbohydrate cravings came on and my diabetic doctor prescribed Benzedrine, which is a street drug, speed right. at 14. That's how wow. they address weight loss wow. for a 14-year-old in mm. the 70s. And so it really began this whole fight with my body. And by the time I got in my 40s and then into my 50s, and definitely when I turned 60, I had so much gratitude for what my body had been through, what it could do. And to celebrate that 30-year anniversary of the double organ transplant, I loved my body into this shape. Every other time I started a diet, it was like, God, I hate my thighs. I'm going on a diet Monday. You know, it was always the self-hate. It was always out of, this is not right. I don't like the way I look. You know, it was always so negative. And what I try and teach my clients, and this is my four-week masterclass about mindset, you cannot start from any place but a place of self-love. And what does that look like? A lot of women don't know. And I have them write a love letter to their body, specifically to the body part you hate the most, you know, think of everything it's done for you. And it just becomes a completely different engine for changes to take place. And it's based on not being restrictive working with a macro plan where you you work in the foods you love, you make allowances for those family events or those holidays or those vacations, because we're thinking long term, we're not thinking that wedding in three months, we're thinking to the rest of my life. And if I do it right, 80% of the time, I'm going to be kick-ass into my 90s, you know, but also enjoy life, not don't restrict, don't hate, don't. And honestly, women, we take on so much. We multitask. We care for children. We care for aging parents. We have careers. We are givers. We are the most amazing people on the planet. And once you get into your 50s and 60s, I call it the power decade. Use that magic on yourself, right? right. We we know how to love, right? We know how to love. Mm -hmm love yourself. And sometimes it's just the self-care. It's putting the food in your body, you know, that you need, because I punished myself with food for decades. I weaponized food. I weaponized exercise. It was never done in a way that was sustainable or enjoyable. And that's why it doesn't work. Nope, it doesn't. Okay. I have a question for you. So we're 10 times fives here at the table. And I think there is this mindset dilemma that happens with us because it's like I tell people when you something happens when you turn 50, it's like you you fall over the aging cliff. 
And we're also a world of social media where we have all these comparables. So you've got the aging where you're looking in the mirror and, and certain things are starting to give out on you. And then your body changes. You're holding weight in certain places. You never used to hold weight. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff is happening. And then, oh, by the way, you've got social media to kind of put the mirror in front of you. What's your advice to the midlife people that are just starting the journey and and have not yet accepted the fact that this is a wonderful decade? I think our bodies, everything ages, everything. An infant is aging from the moment they're born. Anything that lives is aging. So the idea of aging, we have put such a negative charge to it yeah. And I yeah. look at it as our bodies are just changing. They're just changing. They, they everything ages. We're not special. No. But our bodies are changing. And I think when you hit 50 and you have, I mean, I hear so many women and I get messages, you know, I'm in menopause. They don't recognize my body anymore. I can't get rid of this, you know, rubber tire, muffin top. Um, I I used to be you know, so thin, I could eat whatever I wanted. I, you know, I want my body back and I want to be like I was. And my thought is instead of being like you were, be your future self, be Uh, in that changing body, be your future self. Cause that, that woman is gone. That was one of your changes that you went through to get where you are now. You're not her anymore. And your body has changed and needs different self-care. And the other thing about um, menopause and women say, well, I don't have a, you know, my thyroid, this, that it's not an excuse. The thing is a lot of people that complain about those things really don't want to change. It, It is a lot of work. So you have to decide how much does this mean to me? How much do I want to be fit? How much am I willing to change and disrupt my normal life to do what I want to do and look and feel the way I want to look and get my health back? Because, you know, you are not the same person. You are you are your future self. But living inside of you is that badass is that you know, brick house and mamma jamma. (laughs) Great song. And she wants out. She wants out. And, and I also feel like, so I taught university for 40 years. What did you teach? And if you remember, well, I taught fashion design and and art. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Mostly studio classes, but I also taught a few theoretical like fashion history. But the thing is about 20 year olds, and we can probably remember ourselves, they think they know everything. They're not interested in learning. They're not interested in working hard. And I feel like at this age, we all have worked so hard. We are so, we're really so intelligent. We're so compliant. We're always doing the right thing, but we don't do the right thing for ourselves. You know, we don't apply all of that because we haven't been taught to, and we've been made to feel guilty or selfish if we do that, you know, yes. but women in 50 plus age group, 60 plus now is the time, like the kids are in college or gone, you know, both my parents are deceased. I mean, it's a whole different life cycle that you can really harness Mm -hmm. and have this next several decades to be your best decades. 
It's so doable. It's so possible. Okay. What is your advice to someone who is overwhelmed at the thought of starting? Like, okay, I see Julia on her site and her progress. How do I even begin? I'm so like, um, you know, they might feel like I've, I've got, I've, I've let myself go too far and it's going to, I am overwhelmed by the thought of even getting started. I'm afraid. What, what yeah. is your advice to women who, who feel like it's too late? I love that question because so many women that are my clients now ask the same question. Mm-hmm. Where do I start? Cause Where it is start? highly nuanced. It's highly nuanced. So one of the points I make about Teenagers, and I didn't coin that word, by the way. I won't take credit for it. I just like to use it. I, I have to that- say that's so cute. So if you if you go on her her website and her Instagram, she calls all her followers Queenagers, and I love that. I'll I'll wear that crown too. anytime. I love it. You have yeah, a lot of I cute euphemisms. You have Queenagers, shapeshifters, pro agers, super agers, dolphinista divas. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, sorry. I forgot what I was. I forgot what I was saying. Now, what was I saying? People that are uh, dubious about starting. Yeah, and also women in this age group—they know what you all know what to do. We all know what to do, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't actually teach. Well, I do teach principles of nutrition and exercise and mindset, but I'm helping you remember things you already know. Put it into a proper structure that you can do day by day and not be overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. For instance, I tell my clients, especially 60 plus who maybe they've never lifted weights and lifting weights to me is the secret that and nutrition. That's the secret to sculpting your body. You get more muscle. You can eat more food. You'll eat more food than you ever have and not gain a pound after you go through a process of recomping your body. But one of the things that I think I I tell my clients is let's start out slow. Some of you might have been lifting weights, so let's do it five days a week. Those that haven't, can you do two days a week? It's not like here's your plan. You have to do this. And everything is measured individually so that no one feels overwhelmed. Like this one client sent me a, a message. She's in my new class, and she said, you know, I read the assignment that you wanted us to do before we started. She said, you wanted me to write a love letter to my body mm-hmm. and, and write a dream goal list. She said, I've never loved my body and all my dreams are gone. And she said, oh. I just want to quit right there. She said, but I decided I trust you and I'm in this 200%. And I thought, God, I love this woman. That's what I love mm-hmm. about women our age. They're like, that movie where he said, I'm not going to take it anymore. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to beat myself up anymore. Now is my chance. And so it's already in Mm -hmm. you. It's I just pull it out and hopefully model how I've done that. And it's been almost four years. It goes in stages. It took me four months to lose 10 pounds, four months. Because most women, they they were the right pounds though, right? Yes. And what happens is as you lose fat and you gain muscle, the scale may not move that much, but your body gets tighter, Mm -hmm. your clothes get looser. So I always have people take body metrics and not rely on the scale. 
They rely on a tape measure. How do their clothes feel? Are you sleeping better? How's your mood? There's so many different factors that prove that you're winning at this whole thing and not to have these unrealistic expectations. Um, You know, I see a woman texted me on Instagram uh, a couple months ago and she said, I want to lose 25 pounds in eight weeks. Can you help me? Mm -hmm. And I wrote her back and I said, I'm not the coach for you. No, I can't help you. I take the long view. I take the, you know, it's not healthy to lose 25 pounds in eight weeks. A quarter pound a week is great. A half a pound a week is great. A pound a week, maybe once in a while, but our bodies after a certain age, it takes time and you have to treat them with love and care. You just do. Yeah, I think that one of the things that we face in middle age and also as we as our kids get older and, and move move on is this and Lisa, we've talked about this lately a lot, complacency. Mm-hmm. And where yeah. there's so many things that we reflect upon that we wish we had done or maybe some things that we aren't being honest about ourselves and really want to do. But we're kind of in this mode of just plodding along and we become complacent. Yeah. What's your recommendation to someone to kind of change that mindset from, well, this is the way it's always been and this is what I'm going to do and to, OK, now it's my time and let's go. OK, so you play pickleball, right? I did until my tennis elbow. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Okay. But I how often? Be, uh, how often? I play about at least two times a week. Okay. Uh, my recommendation would be to do act physical activity, whether it's lifting weights with brisk walking. I don't believe in running or jogging at our at our because you could fall and get injured very easily. Um, get your blood flowing and suddenly you have more energy than you've ever had. You cannot remain complacent. Uh, I mean, I'm 65 and I stopped teaching formally as a professor and I've launched my new business. I've also got, went back to school and got my master's degree. I've moved three times in the last three years internationally. It's because I've got the energy I'm going after these dreams, like you talk about in terms of, you know, you don't want to get the end of your life and regret you didn't do something, but it may just not happen because you don't feel well, Mm -hmm. you don't have the energy. Mm -hmm. So being complacent could might also be that you just feel crappy and you don't have the get up and go. Like maybe in your twenties or thirties, it just takes more effort to get your body in a space where you've got so much energy, you cannot remain complacent. Yeah. I get really frustrated when women complain about specific things and body is always a big one for the way we look is always a big one for all of us women. I don't care who you are, Mm -hmm. but they don't want to do anything. Oh, I don't have time or I don't know. And it's always not a good time. I don't know if my husband will let me, you know, and I'm really big on the crusade of, you know, in this phase of life is we take ownership and we have a little slice of the pie that's just about us. And I think it sets the right example for our friends, our our family, for everybody. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because whether we know it or not, we are modeling to everybody around us. You know, we are mm-hmm. offering up who we are 
everywhere we go. And it, it doesn't need to be a conscious thing at all. And the company or the business that I started named Body, Beauty, Love, Life mm-hmm. is really about seeing your body as beautiful, not as this terrible thing that you hate because it doesn't look the way you think it should look. And I worked in fashion for 40 years. And believe me, if if there's any illusion about that or any uh. smoke and mirrors about it that's in fashion, it's just a joke, really. It's just right. unbelievable. So it's really about having a beautiful body now. Love your body now. Don't wait until, I mean, I lost 25 pounds when I was 23 and living in New York City. I was so intimidated by the women I saw. I was in um, getting my master's and just Manhattan is a really tough place to live if you don't feel like you measure up. And I didn't in my early 20s. So I went on this terrible diet, lost 25 pounds, made myself sick. Mm. I was just the same unhappy young lady in a skinnier body. I hadn't done any of the inner work to change how I felt about myself, how I approached my life. I was too young. You know, I I had so many things I needed to go through to learn that, which is why I'm so grateful for my medical challenges, because they've really made me strong. They made me like, yeah, I can do this, you know? Yes. So, yeah, I think that that you can't look at Instagram. If any, if you look at any Instagram and it makes you feel bad, stop following it. I do that. Yeah. I do. There's certain coaches I follow and the only athletes they show are 20 and 30 year olds. It's like, I don't need to see that. Unfollow. Yeah, I'm not that. And I can't be that. So yeah, yeah. exactly. And I'm not interested in that. Yeah. Anyway, they're in a completely different stage of life mm-hmm. than I am. Mm-hmm. And I was at a show last Saturday, I went to support a friend who was competing and they had the 40 plus category. And this woman came out, uh, I can't remember her name. She was in a red bikini and some of these competitions, everybody wears bikinis, but there's Mm -hmm. different divisions. The more muscular divisions is bodybuilding and physique and fitness. And then there's the bikini, which is the more natural form. And that's what I do because I'm not, I, you know, and the women that are like really built, they look like men, mm-hmm. they take drugs to look, they want to look that way, you yeah. know? Yeah. But yeah. If you're a natural athlete, your body's not going to change. But anyway, this woman came out in her red bikini and she was doing her routine and the routine is kind of a dance to music to highlight her musculature. And she was ripped. And when she turned, she started from the back, we could see, you know, her back muscles, her glutes, her legs, she was amazing. And when she turned around, she had something hanging off her abdomen. And the announcer had said, this is so-and-so, she's celebrating five years cancer-free today. Wow. And her routine was so triumphant. It was her colostomy bag. Oh, Oh, my goodness. She was wearing it on stage and she was like ripped. And her whole routine had so many movements that were like this, like a prayerful, right? Hands together. Mm -hmm. And the triumphant arms and looking up at the sky. And I just thought, damn, that it was just so powerful. Now, those kind of women I love to follow. It's like they don't let anything stop them. And you don't end up comparing your body to theirs. You just think, 
I want what they have. I want to feel that way too. And I think that's what people feel about my Instagram because I don't Photoshop anything. I don't put filters on my face. I've got wrinkles. I have crepey skin. I have bags under my eyes. It's like, I'm 65. That's what happens, you know? Right. Are you not going to like somebody because they have wrinkles? Well, if you're like that, I don't want you to like me anyway, you know? Right. Yeah. I think people just are starting more and more to appreciate women with massive confidence. Yes. I I think, I I mean, I know personally, I gravitate towards those women that I don't give two shits. This is, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. And that massive confidence of just putting it out there. I think those are the people that I gravitate towards more and more. I agree. And I think um, just going back to what you said about loving yourself and treating yourself kindly, that projects confidence to the outside world too when you're happy on the inside. I was just talking to my daughter last night. She called me and she was really upset about something. And and I will say my three daughters are my motivation to get the next step. Okay. I want them to see me taking care of myself so that that'll be something that they will do. So those are always my driving force. And, and I said to her last night, she was really mad at herself for a grade or something. And I said, Sheridan, I said, honey, if, if your friend told you that they failed this test or, you know, didn't do as well as they wanted on a test or they did and they were really upset, what would you say to her? You would say, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You've got the next one. You did everything you could. Da, 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 da. I said, say that to yourself. Don't treat yourself the way you would treat your friend. We are so hard on ourselves. And I said, we would always show compassion to a friend if they were feeling like you right now. Show yourself some compassion and give yourself a break. And 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 don't negative talk yourself because you have two more tests tomorrow and that's going to play yeah. into your next two tests. And so yeah. I love what you said about that. And it's just, and I think it plays into what you just said, Lori, about taking care of yourself treating yourself the right way and it projects yourself out in confidence and it's just kind of a snowball mindset, right? Well, let me right. just add, let me just add one thing. Uh, and I think this is something that you, you would probably agree with Julia is I think you transition from doing things for your health and physical well-being, not because of vanity, but yes. because you want to feel good and you want to live the life you want to live without you know, having struggles with your health. Mm-hmm. And I think there is this transition that happens. Look, I two, she's got three girls. I got two boys. And I'm telling you, they hit that gym every day. And I know exactly why, because they want the <laughs> biceps with the vein. And I get it. And But I'm just glad they're working out. I know they're doing it for being a bros. But eventually, I'm hoping those habits turn into just being healthy individuals. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, Lori, you said something very key, that motivation of losing weight or looking good from a vanity standpoint to a health standpoint at our age, that is a transition that is key. I know I'm feeling it. I mean, I really, really am feeling that transition of it's not about how I look anymore. It's about how I feel. And and that's key. Can I do a little one of these? Yeah. That's what our live that? studio audience. Oh. Did you like that? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You want it to sounded like a pencil sharpener oh. from this end. Oh, darn it. Okay. It, was an, it was an applause. Okay. It was applause for our... For everything. Everything that we just said. That was fun. That was good. 
Very profound. That's funny. If that, and, and what we all, we were all like that younger and young people are like that. It's just kind of the way it is. Right. But what we break out of, I feel as we age as women is we break out of this idea that the, the number on the scale is where our value lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's where our value is. It's how I look. Mm-hmm. It's how much I weigh. Mm-hmm. That's such bullshit. It's so, I mean, I can remember being in my 40s, and I've told this story a couple of times. I was at a conference and I presented at the conference as a keynote speaker. And it was at a lovely hotel with a pool. And there were, you know, a couple thousand people there. And I went out to the pool later and I was in my one-piece bathing suit. And this is when I I I was also struggling with. I must have been, I don't know, 30 pounds overweight. And I only use that number to kind of give a, a, an idea of how far it is from where I am today. Right. But I'm laying by the pool and this very attractive man who was, and I've been married for 30 years. I mean, I was married then too. I, he came over to tell me how much he liked my presentation. And because he was attractive and he was giving me attention, it was nothing. He was just saying, I appreciated mm-hmm. what you shared. I was looking at my thighs thinking, God, I hope he's not looking at my, th- I wonder if I cover <laughs> myself with this towel, if he'll notice Aww. it was, I just didn't want to be seen. Cause I, my value was still placed on how I looked. And after I went home that weekend, I joined Weight Watchers and started running and, you know, it was all out of self-hate. It was all out of, I don't like the way I look. I'm not worthy. I've got to do this. And any diet like that is punishing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women are so eager to get on one of those because they feel so out of control and they just want someone to give them a meal plan and say, do this. Yeah. But the thing is, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It just works for a while. And then you you gain all the weight back plus more, and then you feel defeated and discouraged and you, you like yourself even less. And diet companies know this. They just, they know you'll be back. You know, it's yeah. a perfect marketing strategy. It, You know what? I'm so glad you brought that up because I think it is so demoralizing for women to do these programs where they're required to come in every week or every other day and weigh the hell in. I mean, that you might have a bad day, you might have, or maybe you didn't lose a pound, but mm-hmm. having to do that and go through that, I think is just, it's complete horseshit oh, because it it, it, it does not measure how you're feeling. And, you know, there's, it, as you had said, it's a slow process to get to where you need to be. And I just think that when you start that journey, you feel better emotionally too. And you can't measure that on a fucking scale. Excuse my language. No, you cannot, <laughs> you cannot. And some of those meetings too that that I have been I think I've been on Weight Watchers like three times. I started in my teens and wow. then in my twenties and then in my late thirties. All they did was talk about food. That's yeah. all they did. Oh yeah. And it was like I'd leave there starving, you know? And <laughs> I was, you know, we've been so beat up by this. And my my I was going telling about the body, beauty, love, life. Part of it is the beauty of your body. And loving your life again, because to me, that is the basis. Mindset is the basis to heal from all 
this diet history, this self um, flagellation about our value and we're not pretty enough, skinny enough, whatever it is, and really be empowered in who we are. So what if you're 30 pounds overweight? Love yourself because you are amazing and that body is gorgeous. I mean, I see so many women all the time. They're so curvy. And I think we've gotten into this in, and fashion has finally decided, oh, women who are hundred pounds overweight, they have money too. Let's market to them. I mean, but they're doing it in a very sort of, I don't know, condescending way. I mm-hmm. think they aren't really celebrating yeah. that beauty. Well, think about their marketing to that. Do, beauty. Do, who wants to be called a plus size? Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, what what the hell yeah. is that? A plus size? Right. There's got to be there's got to be a better answer than that. Yeah. Right. And 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 they're trying to market to us. They've been doing this for decades, like vanity sizing. Have right. you ever like gone to a store and it's like, oh my god, I can get in a size two? Well, in Europe that would be a size twelve, but they make right. it to America because you'll buy it. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm a size two. I'm buying this. Yeah. And it's not mm-hmm. a size two. So they 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 figured out all the tricks in order to do that. And my four-week masterclass that the new one is starting actually tomorrow, and people have to sign up. So that one is closed. I'll be starting another one right after New Year's. It's all about mindset. And then then we can go into a 12-week program that's more bespoke. And I'm working one-on-one. Or the year-long program, which is I call it the Shapeshifters program. So the four-week session of mindset is really undoing all of this through journaling and through exercises and through sharing. We learn about, you know, I teach about exercise and nutrition too, but it's really to get your minds and understand the principles I've used, which your thoughts are energy. They're magnetic. You broadcast it out to the world. And if you Mm -hmm. broadcast, hate myself, I'm not worth anything. What kind of friendships do you think you're going to have? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no one wants to be around that. Yeah, Yeah, your thoughts are toxic. So it's really laying that foundation. So when they get into my 12-week program where we're really now, we have training blocks and we're doing this and I'm checking their macros and I'm giving them individual nutrition plans based on their weight, their age, their diet history, their goals. Not every woman wants to lose 30 pounds. Maybe she just wants, you know, one of them wanted to gain weight. She can't gain weight. You know, she wants more muscle. So I insist that they take that four week first because it lays that mindset foundation. Without that, we're back at square one. Right. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Okay, Julia, we always ask our guests this question, not always, but a lot of times. And I think this is really something that I think is right up your lane. What does the term she's a 10 mean to you? That she's at the top of her game. She's a 10 in every way, every way, and mostly inwardly, because that's where our value lies, who we are what we do, how much we love, how much we give. It's all about, to me, life is all about service. She's a 10 means she gives. Wow. Okay, I have chills. I I love that. You know, you're the first one that answered in that way. That was brilliant. It was beautiful. Yes. Yes. Well, it's a great question because like she's a 10. 
And we've heard that, right? We've heard that from the male peanut gallery our mm-hmm. whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how Facebook started. Mark Zuckerberg was like rating women one to 10 on Facebook. I mean, that's how it started. And yeah, she's a 10 means, damn, she's everything she's meant to be. And she gives everything she has. Oh, man, I love that. You too. You nailed it. Nailed it. That's yeah. That was amazing. I love it. Let everybody know where they can find you and where they can find your program. So if you want to give us your your Instagram page and your website name. Yeah, I'd love to. So you, if you don't already, I'd love to have you follow me on my Instagram, which is Dolphinine. So just remember, it's Dolphin, I-N-E. Mm-hmm. And Dolphinine goes back to that dream when yeah. I was a dolphin. Kind of like leonine, lion-like, dolphin-like. So dolphin, I-N-E is my Instagram, dolphinine. And I also have a YouTube channel, which I'm going to be putting way more content on. And that's also dolphinine or Julia Lynn. Mm -hmm. It also has my business name, my program, which is Body, Beauty, Love, Life. My website is bodybeautylovelife.com. Excellent. Body, beauty, love, life, all one word, of course, dot com. And usually the current offers of programs are up there, but there's always a link to be notified. Get on my mailing list. This is the other thing. If you get on my mailing list, I'm going to start sending out, I call them soul hugs every Uh week. I'm going to send out emails to everyone on my list. I'm going to share tips. I'm going to share everything from recipes to mindset tools to my playlist in the gym. So I just want to be in touch with women. It's not going to cost anything. I just want you on my mailing list so I can share these things with you every week. Wonderful. Wonderful. Follow her. She is, she's very inspirational, very fun. I love your fun spirit. And uh, it just comes through everything you do. It, and it makes it so enjoyable to, to take in. So you're so sweet. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you both. Okay. Awesome. Enough of that. Are you ready to be put in the hot seat? <laughs> yeah. You were kind of looking at me like, Hmm, I got my arrows out. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. My that's, this is my little dolphin time. You like it? <laughs> okay. So we talk a lot about generations mm-hmm. and I'm a 69. So I, I just squeaked into the sixties. You did too. Mm-hmm. Are you 68 or 69? 68. 68. But you were kind of growing up in the 60s, mm-hmm. all right? Well, we're, yeah. So I thought it'd be really fun to test your knowledge of pop culture in the 60s. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's, all right. Let's go. Okay. What was the biggest hair trend? In the 60s? Mm-hmm. Um, long, straight hair. Oh, my God. How funny. This is exactly the opposite. Do you know what was the fro? Well, I guess I guess it would depend on what, what time in the 60s, right? Because... I said the beehive. Yeah. I was thinking like early 60s. And you were probably thinking, I mean, all my aunts and stuff, they all have the long straight hair. I know exactly what you're talking about with the part down yeah, the middle. But also, you know, there was also that. that the beehive that thing. Beehive. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Yeah. What was the biggest doll sensation? Doll? The bi- biggest what? Doll. D-O-L-L. This, um, this is when it, it really- was the troll. The troll. 
No. What's wrong? <laughs> no. You know what? The, the 60s is when Barbie actually merged in, Barbie a, was... in a big way. Okay. Was the, It was in the 60s. So okay. I, I would I would have thought maybe a little earlier. I don't know. I don't know. Biggest music sensation. You better get this one. The Beatles. Yes. The Beatles. Here we go again. Sure. Beatles. We love us, the Beatles. Okay. What are some of the biggest styles in like fashion? Patch jeans. Patch jeans. Okay. Um, Madras shirts from India. Oh. Beads. Long hair and beards. Okay. Um, peace signs. Yes. Yeah. Drugs. <laughs> Woodstock. Okay, I'm going to throw another couple at you. Tie-dye, turtlenecks, go-go boots. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't, yeah. Love, who doesn't love a good go-go boot? Right. Mini skirt and bell bottoms. Right. Yeah. And yeah. hot pants. And you know what's so funny? They all came back. They all I came know. back. They always do. Yeah. Okay. Everyone had one of these or at least wanted one of these on their desk or shelf. What? Oh, what in was this? What's in that? the 60s? Yeah. In the 60s. Think color. Oh, I have a guess. <laughs> what? What did you say? A pipe. A pipe. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, we have that back in style. No. Yes. I was going to say a lava lamp. <laughs> yep. Yay! Lava lamp. Good job. Oh, a lava lamp. Sure. Yeah. Okay. This is the final one. What was the biggest trend people built within their homes or at, like as part of their homes trend in the sixties, mm-hmm. a think, sunken living room. No, think, Oh yeah. Think, think Cuba. Oh, a bunker. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. A yeah. bomb shelter. A bomb shelter was the, was the thing. Wow. Yeah. Good golly. I'm going to build a bomb shelter actually. <laughs> I can remember we well, would I need do to get away. Drills. Oh do the yeah. Drills like get under your desk. Oh yeah. And we'd have atomic shelter signs at the elementary school. I know. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's crazy. crazy time. Okay, Julia, we always like to end on a little song. Yeah. You are more than welcome to sing along with us. How and cute. Yeah, we, it, we, we, it started, what, I don't the, know. How... The second episode yeah. with, with a gal, Kelly Imberg, because she's a singer and she was also. She was a model, a, but she ma- was married to, well, not married. They, they, Rod Stewart, but she, for eight years, she was in a relation with this. But, but her and her daughter sing, and, and it started, and we never stopped it, because this is fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in the spirit of the number one music in the 60s, the Beatles. Oh, yeah. We're going to do Here Comes the Sun, because it's very apropos for all of what you were about. Okay, here's the Beatles, Here Comes the Sun. Oh, right? I love the Beatles. Oh, I my know. God. This is the best. Okay. This was so great, Julia. I love this interview. Loved Thank having you, you today. Having- Here comes the sun. Do, 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 do. Here comes the sun. And I say, it's all right. All right. Little darling. It's been a long, old, lonely winter. Little darling, it feels like years since we've been here. Whoops. Here comes the sun, do 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 do. Here comes the sun, and I say it's all right. Woo! Oh, oh man. my gosh, that was so fun. I love that song. It makes me so happy. 
I know the Beatles songs are so great. Yeah. I remember hearing I Want to Hold Your Hand for the first time. And here's something that went on in the 60s. They were on the Ed Sullivan show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And my parents told us to keep TV so we'd feel free to scream. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. So I love cute. it. I love it. Well, thank you, thank you so, so much. much for being here. You guys are great. Here. This was amazing. You're both totally tens. Oh, yeah. thank you. Right back at you. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Oh, thank thank you. you, listeners. Follow us on Instagram at she's a 10 times five. Click on the link in our bio to listen. You can also find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to hit subscribe.